so let's do it. Let's begin our Enemy Slime podcast. It's episode number 173. I am your usual host, Jared, and I'm joined today by Mr. Doug Wilson. I am Groot. Doug is Groot. Uh, that'll be $100 million, please. Uh, I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. Join you today with Mr. Doug Wilson. Oh, very good. I am Groot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I am Rocket Raccoon. Okay. Uh, I don't think we license that one. I have uh, Mr. Trevor Balls. I am Robin. Okay, interesting choice. Uh, and I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. I am a guy who played three video games this week and liked them so much I went back to a game I hate. Okay, well, I guess we're, we're, we've all got our own unique backstories. I guess, what will mine be? Um... This is a terrible movie, guys. I'm a guy who easily, I easily played the strongest contender for game of the year, like hands down, no, no question, no doubt about it. And together we are the guardians of video games. Yay! No. Um... <laughs> Someone kill us. The Revengers. I have. Uh... I, I have I, I can't even tell you guys like the pedigree that this game carries. Uh, it's a little indie title that just came out last week, and uh, it, you got to check it out. It's called Ricky Raccoon. And uh, shit, yeah, yep, yep. You got to get in there. So it's just it's, you're welcome. It's the story of a little raccoon, and he wants treasure, and so he goes out to get treasure. So I thought you were going to explain the smash hit, the search to us. I can do that too, but I feel like Ricky Raccoon probably deserves more time. And <laughs> I will probably by the end have spent more time with Ricky Raccoon uh, than the search. Tragically. Does, does he get to, the treasure? He does. Was, to... So far, I've gotten quite a bit of treasure. Uh, All right. I need to get more treasure. Uh, so I'll. How many, how many threes do you have to match in that game? Well, uh, yeah, so there's what 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 happens? I don't know if you guys have ever seen a game like this. They they drop like all these gems onto a board and they're colored and you can switch the placement of the gems around. And if you get three of them to line up, then they explode and uh, and they drop down. And then maybe if you're lucky, like other gems will line up and, and explode, too. And maybe if they all explode, you get a high score, and uh, and then you get you get good. You did treasures, and you're Rocky, you're Ricky, and he's got a lot of treasure. And so that he, sounds fresh and innovative, and like nothing I've ever played before. I know, I know, and I actually I've found that the game is kind of hard to describe because of that, uh, because it's just it's literally unlike anything else uh, out there at the moment. I would say so. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it might not. But be you say this is your this is your favorite match three since the last match three. What? Um, I'm trying to think of another match three, but Tumblestone. No, that was uh, that's one where you shoot stones. Uh, uh, honey, pop. honey pop. Oh yeah, honey pop. Nah, yeah. This is this is on par with honey pop. I want to see the raccoon naked less. Than, than I did all the people in Honey Pop. Well, I, I would say given some of the girls in Honey Pop, you want to see the raccoon naked more. I was gonna say I think Honey Pop is probably my favorite match three. Actually, you know what? Let's just let's just do this really quick. Ricky Raccoon Rule no, <laughs> Four. Uh, 
not this time yeah it turns out ricky raccoon is not popular enough however rocket raccoon it seems is it was surprise oh it's good to know oh rocket oh no oh no what's he up to he is getting into all kinds of trouble (laughs) yeah having a good time yep um oh man he's he pees on people a lot all right, I really? if I w- that's the angle they went with. Yeah, well, I mean, because that's uh, like marking your territory, right? Is there is there like more more uh, Rocket Raccoon than there is Coop from the Smash Hit Show Megas XLR? Uh, yes, there is a significantly higher amount of Rocket Raccoon. Who would have thought oh, that an anthropomorphic that. raccoon could uh, bring so much sensuality to? So well, many. I'm glad for the fourth week in the row. The podcast could take us to another sick fetish. Yeah, I shouldn't so, have looked at that. Jared, this. I have a serious question about Ricky Raccoon. Okay, tell me. <laughs> if I am at a dinner party and I address Ricky Raccoon as Richard, will he say, no, Richard was my father's name? <laughs> um, serious I, stuff. I don't think that Ricky Raccoon actually probably has enough of a grasp on English to, to make like a <laughs> joke like that. Uh, it's, this this game is very obviously not developed by an American. Um, it, it 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 has some of the worst like translation ever. It's great. So you think you think they wanted them to make a game like ripping off Rocket Raccoon and they just didn't say it correctly? I think they literally just um, thought of the first name that started with R and decided that would be the raccoon. I have a feeling the guy who draws him probably only can draw raccoons. Um, Rodrigo Raccoon. Yeah, I mean, if they would have thought of a different name, like he could have easy, just as easily been Ryan Raccoon. Like, there's there's nothing special or, or important about about Ricky. Uh, Ryan Raccoon sounds like a cool dude. Uh, the yeah. The raccoon. Did I mention that he's looking for treasure? Yes. Yeah. So what kind what kind of treasure do you get? Uh, so far, n- nothing that's like uh, tangible, really. But like the treasures inside you, at the very <laughs> least, all along. <laughs> uh, didn't need to look for it. Uh, yeah, we didn't even need to look for it. Um, you're you're in the you're in the Amazon with your grandpa, and your grandpa's like he's like the treasure hunter, and you're kind of following his lead, you know. And uh, I think I'm assuming that the arc here is that eventually Ricky will transcend his grandfather in treasure hunting success. Um, and his grandfather will retire and live in a home. So, did you say you're in the Amazon? Yeah, you're in like uh, you're in like the the jungles. So you're like an Indiana Jones type treasure hunter. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, nothing exciting ever happens to him, but yes, he's he's very much like Indiana. Imagine if Indiana Jones went into a temple and found everything he needed and then left. That's basically <laughs> Ricky Ricky Raccoon. I hey, feel like that fortunate. sounds like. That sounds like Indiana Jones five. I like it. I like it when the when the good guy wins and he wins with with relative ease. <laughs> does does Ricky Raccoon have a rival? Nope. <laughs> 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 nobody else. Is, nobody else is looking for it. unless unless Grandpa turns out to be evil, which I suppose would be a kind of amazing twist for this game. <laughs> what a twist! That'd be. I want him to great. have a, bat, a rival, and he's Opio Possum. <laughs> Opio Possum. Yes, I I have a feeling that I have a feeling that they don't know how to draw possums. 
I think they only know how to draw raccoons. I'm actually also suspicious that maybe this raccoon is like just a clip art piece that they purchased. <laughs> it is entirely possible. Do you, do you have even. an image of this raccoon on hand? Uh, yeah, maybe. Let's see. Uh, Ricky raccoon. So what I'm hearing is that it was worth every penny. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I can't remember what I paid for this, like $40, something like that. It was great. It's so good. <laughs> That's not a real price. Uh, here he is, Ricky. Oh, this is a good This is a good shot of Ricky, because um, he's also holding a lot of treasure. So you can kind of see, like, oh, this All the treasure he gets. This picture, they couldn't spring for a resolution more than, like, 100 by 100. So uh, <laughs> here you go. A very tiny picture, friends, of Ricky Raccoon um, for you. Look at his little hat. He's he's got a little hat. And adorable. Look at. I I really don't think they stole some clip art and they just like drew a hat on it. Look at the gleam in his eyes from that treasure. You can tell that that treasure is literally what gives him life and drives him. To... <laughs> he seems happy. I can't criticize him for that. So the other thing that I might mention is that Ricky Raccoon uh, looks different quite often. Like his his bone and skeletal <laughs> structure will change depending on what photo uh, you're looking at of him. Uh, so he, he doesn't stay he doesn't stay consistent. He does he does kind of rotate. But you know what you know what never changes at any point during the game is his love war. Of, his love of treasure. <laughs> and war. <laughs> war. Or his lack of adversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he, he's always coming out on top and he's uh and he's always uh a, a raccoon. So anyway Ricky that's, Raccoon in the temple of no particular challenge. That's what's <laughs> That's a great that's a great sequel title actually. <laughs> that's not bad at all. Um I imagine I like to imagine that he goes somewhere and uh rather than seeing someone like get their heart ripped out, he sees someone get like their heart put in like No, you're a healthy son. It's a it's a shame that a that a Glittermitten Grove came out because it sounds like Rick Raccoon could easily be the Frog Fraction sequel and we don't know it. Yeah, I'm. Well, maybe it still is. We really can't be can't be positive one way or the other. Uh, Ricky <laughs> Raccoon could be. Uh, I've actually been I've re been reading online because there is a there is a very small community following Ricky Raccoon on the Steam forums, and there is a lot of conjecture that perhaps it is the start of an ARG. Um, that's maybe uh -huh. that's maybe tied to the upcoming Portal game. Wink, wink. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I don't know where we're going with that, but uh, if you want to get in on this on the ground floor, I would definitely recommend that you pick up Ricky Raccoon. And you know, you, you know, <laughs> you know so I was like, Rico, sir. That was you our know, chance. I, I feel like I found another portion to this ARG shortly before the podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah. What, what did you find? I found um, a clip named Steak So Good You'll Scream by Chef Stups on YouTube. Chef and, uh, and uh, it basically just shows you how to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, it's supposed to be a, a steak. It's uh, it's sous vide. Sous vide? Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, and, uh, Gabe Newell does a uh, does a sous vide steak in this commercial the for some reason. Sous so, so vide. I like that that better. Yeah. But yeah. Sous vide. <laughs> it's all about uh, that after here. That's the soul of this. So I don't know if they're connected, but I, I I'm hear, pretty sure they're they're like 100% connected. If you if you finish Ricky Raccoon and the game gives you a phone number uh, to call, and I my understanding is that Gladys uh, picks up and uh, and has like a, a message, a, a, an encrypted message for you. 
I'm I'm as sure that that uh, the sous vide of the steak and Ricky Raccoon are related to Portal as I am that the Gwent Quarter One report is related to Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> all the all the logical jumps that we need to make are there. Like it it seems so clear in retrospect. God, I want yeah, someone to buy Ricky Raccoon because of this podcast. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> please, oh please, but, won't you go? Well, you can't, you can't say that now. You got to cut that part out so that you're more yeah. guaranteed they won't go buy it. No, no, no. I like, it, the, it, like I have it, on, I have it on high authority <laughs> that this this is the lead into Portal Three. I, it feels like it. Oh my God! There's Ricky Raccoon Two is coming out tomorrow. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Ricky Raccoon 2 releases May 31st, 2017. That's probably the next piece of the ARG. It now looks, we'll finally know how it ends. It looks no different. It looks exactly the same, including Ricky's ever-changing... Uh, sometimes he has glasses, sometimes he doesn't. Oh, man. Maybe that's Grandpa. And there is a lot of strange... There are a lot of strange image results if you search Ricky Raccoon. He goes to Egypt in the sequel, it looks like. Yeah, so... Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Ricky Raccoon. Where are you going to get unchallenging treasures next? I mean, is that some kind of record to release a game and then a week later release the sequel? I'm pretty sure Five Night at Freddy's has beat it. <laughs> yeah, that is entirely possible. I just want to know what kind of exciting new features are in Ricky Raccoon 2. No, it costs no, more. No, no features. <laughs> yeah, actually, no. It doesn't really seem to have any new features. Uh, the ability to pay for the game again. Ah, oh, this one requires 256 megabytes of RAM. I don't know about that. What? What? I don't know about that. What the hell is <laughs> going on under the hood? Like some sort of NASA computer? I really yeah, think but... that I might be the only person who bought this game. It doesn't have any reviews. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the only one playing this. What what does Steam Spy say? How many people uh how many people own Ricky Raccoon? By the way, this is It's the, just your profile. Did I mention that this podcast is just a picture of Jared by Ricky Raccoon? Let's Wait, see. what happened to our uh, sponsor GameGear.pro? Oh, they're here. They're here too. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Um You can buy the exclusive Ricky Raccoon shirt from them. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> Yeah, Steam Spy didn't see fit to mention Ricky Raccoon because I think they probably didn't get the word that I bought it. <laughs> um, I mean, there's only like there has to be like a minimum number of like people buying it for them to be able to do their thing. There is uh, some tracking of a game called Conran the Dinky Raccoon. Why aren't you playing that? <laughs> What, what is Conrad the Dinky Raccoon about? Conrad the Dinky Raccoon seems to be, uh, let's see, I'll tell you. Blast your way through waves of enemies, kill bots, collect their scraps to upgrade your weapons, take advantage of the dynamically changing arena, and eventually buy yourself free. This game came out April... Oh, God, that sounds violent. April 13th, 2017. This game is like just barely... Oh, my God, look at it. This look is like, this is the year shots. of the raccoon. What the fuck? What an amazing <laughs> game. Uh, it's a third-person wave survival shooter featuring a blue raccoon gladiator fighting drones in a futuristic, clean, and stylized world. Does it have any uh, reviews? It does. Um, you guys want to hear a, a negative review for Conran the Dinky Raccoon? Yes. I'd, I'd actually like to hear a positive review, but go ahead. As a, <laughs> yeah, me too. As a routines gamer, this game took me 15 min on hardest difficulty with no sweat. Amateur game. Not waste money on this. 
<laughs> what a it looks like a Nintendo thirty. It looks like a Nintendo sixty four game. That review comes to you from thirty uh, two W Zobi, uh, who oh, classic yeah. Zobi. He's got three reviews. <laughs> He's got three. The reviews. leading authority. You want to know what games Zobi liked? <laughs> Zobi, what yeah. games did Zobi like? Zobi gave a positive review to Drop Zone, uh, and his review just says "nice." Uh, and Zobi, I mean, sounds like a guy who knows what he's talking about. That, that, that is the kind of uh, eloquence that I come to expect from him. Zobi also enjoyed a game called Disturbed, where you play as a farmer who struggles to manage a failing farm. You come to a point where there is no more hope, and you must do something. Oh, is that a Michael Patrick Rogers game? It got it. it actually, it looks. <laughs> Please beat that name, Jared, because I don't looks, want him to come and murder us. It looks so much like a Michael Patrick Rogers game. Um, uh, what the fuck is this? Why does it have so many high scores? It's very beloved. Uh, anyways, Zobi liked this because it only took him an hour to beat. He said, "Awesome, one hour playthrough." That's his review. But then he didn't like Conrad because it. He was he beat it too fast. Yeah, because he minutes, man. Because you see, he's a routines gamer, and he hiv- he hivis this game for took him fifteen <laughs> minutes. So I think that that's you know, that's no good. He is a the man. Many contrasts. <laughs> uh, I won't I won't read any more reviews of Conran. Um, <laughs> Oh man! How come we only have negative things to say on the podcast? Why can't we say something nice about Conrad? Uh, well, here, okay. Do you want to? Let's see. Uh, here's the positive review. There's one. Uh, it's all right. As advertised, this game is an arena shooter. It uses simplistic arena designs and a very small pool of enemies to hoard the player with. This guy put like real thought into this review. The high points of this <sighs> game involve strategic handling of large masses of enemies with occasional attention to constant dodging. Occasional attention to constant dodging. Doesn't that? <laughs> Isn't that just a, a tiny bit incongruous? Uh, uh, okay, I'm looking at these. I'm, I'm looking at these system if requirements. If you're occasionally constantly dodging, aren't you just dodging? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm pretty sure that if you're occasionally constantly dodging, that's probably just a normal amount of dodging. Only on occasion. <laughs> but hold on, look at the look at the system requirements for Conrad. Windows Seven Plus, Intel i5, four gigs of RAM. Intel HD 4000 version and DirectX version 10, two gigs of available space. Ah, oh, this 15 min game is only is takes up two gigs of space. <laughs> Look at these incredible 3D graphics, though. I I didn't know that there were so many raccoon based games on Steam, uh, but now I want to try them oh, yeah, all. Uh, this continues your ongoing spiritual education journey. Oh, what's this one? Raccoon City. That sounds good. Ooh, I, I've heard good things about that one. Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, but this is great. I think you should get it. I hope Ricky. I mean, I hope Ricky Raccoon is in this. I bet, I bet he has I'm, I'm sure Ricky Conrad Rocket. I bet you has all the raccoons. In all seriousness, it's called, it's, it's called Raccoon City. Why wouldn't it have raccoons in it? These two are the top raccoon-based games on Steam, and they released within like a month of each other. Like, what? What are the odds? What's going on? I mean, what did frenzy on raccoon What did you expect game? to see up there? Galaxy, Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Hey, actually, do you know how Telltale's doing right now? That's a good follow-up question. What are some other famous raccoons aside from Guardians of the Galaxy? Sly Cooper. Uh, oh, yeah. damn, Lucio, you're good. I'm impressed. Wait, what did he say? He said Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Oh, yeah. 
Wait, I, I know a couple famous coons, but I don't think that's the same question. Oh, come no. on, we're doing so well. No. Doing so well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, how we actually made it that far into a conversation. Like about the main coon, it's a cat. Jesus, you guys. How about, how about, how about Nico? Coons. Oh, oh, Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz is not a raccoon yet. But he's a Koontz. Has, has, have any of you actually seen him to confirm? Uh, what does he look like? Let's find out. Dean. I have a feeling he looks like uh, Stephen King's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> he, lo- he looks like a bad invitation of Stephen King. <laughs> oh, he looks like... um. Uh Oh, man. Do you know what his wife's name is? Uh, what? Gerda. <laughs> Gerda Coons. Gerda yes. Coons. <laughs> that can't be real. It is. It's Gerda. Gerda oh, that's Coons. funny. What's his dog's that's name? Long, it's long. How about? For Gerda. How about? <laughs> hey, I know. I know a famous raccoon. What? There's Ranger Rick. Oh, wasn't Ranger Rick like a man? <laughs> no, Ranger Rick was like a raccoon. It was like, it, it was, his tagline wasn't "Don't start." Fires, fires. That was the bear. Oh, you're right. You're right. He is a raccoon. Look at that. Yeah, the bear's tagline was not start forest fires. No one had a tagline start forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> no, yet. That's a pretty good tagline, Ra- Razor Rick was a real renegade. He's like, hey, kids, I got an idea. Come, <laughs> come, in, come in real close here. I don't want your parents to hear this. You're going to go out. You're going to go out into the woods. You're going to just light everything on fire. I guess Rocket Knight was a possum. Shit. Oh yeah, Rocket Knight would have been a good guess too. Um, if I did say a... I did say Miko from Pocahontas. You did say that. Uh, you did yeah. say that. Oh well, now I've heard it and I like it. Uh, you know, Wikipedia has an article here that says list of fictional raccoons. <laughs> of course it does. Why wouldn't it? Uh, so let's see. Uh, let's stick to. So that's good. To raccoons in video games. We have Choda from Inherit the Earth Quest for the Orb. That sounds like a great game. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> we have Jojo from Rocket Robot on Wheels. <gasps> There's a raccoon called Maca Raccoon. Maca Raccoon? Maca Raccoon. From Viva Pinata. From Viva, Viva Pinata is actually pretty good from what I've seen or recall. There's also apparently a uh, a raccoon in Sonic Rush Adventure named Marine. How, how did we miss a, a raccoon in Sonic? A Sonic raccoon, and we didn't know about it. Let's uh, look it up. Well, we also didn't know about, um, what's his name? Goldie, the polar bear. Oh, uh, there's Rocky from Pocky and Rocky, the Natsuni uh, Super Nintendo game. Uh, what What is Pocky? Oh, Pocky's a person. So Pocky. Marine the raccoon looks a lot like Sticks the Badger. Oh, so they they probably stole the design later. Yeah, oh, stole it from themselves. I feel like we probably should have thought of Tom Nook. Who? Tom Nook from Animal Crossing. Oh, right, Animal Crossing. He's a very okay. yeah, he's a very the town Jew. Raccoon. It's like it's like it's like Jared, the only one on this podcast who's played Animal Crossing. I, I played it. <laughs> I played the the GameCube version. Was that it? Oh, did you the first time? Nice. That was the first one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah. I played it. It was great. (laughs) It it works. uh, New Leaf is so much better than the GameCube one because that's just a game that really is meant to be on a portable system. Like it, uh, I I don't think it plays as well. Actually, it would be amazing on the Switch. That would be the best of both worlds. Animal Crossing are games your mom will love because my mom loves it. Yeah. Oh man, there's actually a really depressing story. 
about um, yep. an Animal Crossing and a mom. Yeah, <laughs> it's some like 4chan copy pasta kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really depressing though. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Well, anyway, there's I don't think famous raccoons. I don't think Marine is uh, Marine the raccoon is that popular. Do you know why? Why? Because I am like she doesn't get naked. Yeah, I'm like three fourths into her Google Images page, and I have not yet seen a naked raccoon. All right, lame. Marine the <laughs> raccoon, rule thirty four. Here we go again. Yeah, there's a page. Uh, oh, there's actually a pretty hefty page. Oh, no, Jay. Marine the raccoon is very popular. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like all they have to do is appear in Sonic, and then that's it. Porn also, happens. It would seem that Marine has uh, done the uh, the unthinkable and has actually like uh, dominated Sonic in a lot of these photos. Ooh. A character I once believed undominatable. Oh, my God. There's seven pages of Marine the raccoon art. <laughs> Art quotation mark art. Yeah, no, it's art. This is art. This is art of the highest regard. <laughs> um, I can't believe we've talked about this for a half hour. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on to something. Wait, I mean, it's not like anything else has happened this week. That's true. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm excited for more Far Cry Five, but that's it. You know me, my unquenchable thirst to kill Whitey. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. Well, maybe we should take a second then and just mention that today's raccoon themed podcast is uh, brought to you by Game Gear. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's true. They're they're back again this week. Uh, they sent me some information on their latest product, which I think is uh, is is pretty neat. Uh, so, I mean, you guys know that every great game must come to an end, and the game of life is no exception. Uh, and so now, with Game Gear's new uh, high-performance caskets and urns, uh, gamers can be provided comfort and stability uh, as they shuffle off of this mortal coil. Uh, these are these are actually. I, I was looking at this. Uh, their their casket. It's a 20 gauge steel gasketed casket. It features a uh, autumn haze gloss exterior with an eggshell crepe interior. Uh, and each each casket can be customized with an embroidery design in the head cap. That's the piece that opens up for like viewings and stuff like that. So uh, mm -hmm. they'll they'll actually embroider just in that headpiece uh, a video game. So the designs include popular video game characters. Uh, they list such as Laura Croft, Donkey Kong Country, and Rystar. Uh, so, oh, the can, star. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Yeah, go for it. Are these caskets for people that listen to 25 minutes of this podcast that couldn't believe we only went on about raccoons? I think that if you enjoyed the first part of this podcast, you're probably going to want one of these caskets. I feel like. Uh, now, if you're some people, some people admittedly don't want to be buried. Uh, they they would rather opt for cremation. It's a cheaper option. I understand. I think that you're missing out on being buried. Uh, but if you if you want to go that way, uh, they do also have their uh, their uh, performance urn, which is made from a quarried bl uh, black marble and features a ceramic printed insert of your favorite game character. So uh, no matter what, you can you can decorate your uh, your your new what would we call this a domicile, I suppose. Resting place. It's your final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can decorate your, your resting place with the character of your choosing. Um, but what if my widow goes to spread my ashes and she doesn't want to be associated with Master Chief? Well, and I don't know if Master Chief's one of them. They really only specifically list Lara Croft, Donkey Kong Country, which I would maybe mention isn't a character. 
uh, and rise. I was gonna say, can I have can I have a cranky Kong? See, I'm not. That's where I'm getting hazy too. I'm not sure what they mean uh, on that one. Maybe it's the whole. See, can, can candy Kong is more the way to go for that. Clearly, what we need is Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, Ricky Raccoon is definitely uh, a notable absentee from the list. But I think, I guys, I'm telling you right now, Ricky Raccoon is going to take off, and we're going to be seeing that character everywhere. We're going to see him on mugs. We're going to see him on coffins. We're going to see him on basically all the all the products that you normally think of as being merchandised. Uh, we're, we're we're definitely going to see that. Um, I was looking at this. There, the casket's actually uh, pretty competitively priced. It's twenty two hundred dollars, which for a metal uh, twenty gauge uh, casket is that seems cheap, actually. Yeah, it, it, it almost it, it's pretty competitive. Uh, maybe just a tiny bit more than some of the competition. Twenty gauge is the thinnest. It looks like the thinnest steel that you can get. Um, well, that's fine, but still not bad. Uh, and then the the urn retails for uh, four fifty seven, but. If you go to GameGear.pro, and that's G-A-M-E-G-E-E-R.pro, if you go there today and use our promo code ENEMYSLIME, uh, for an additional $29.99, they will actually do a personalized engraving on either of those uh, pieces of equipment. So um, I know it's an unpleasant thing to think about, but it's going to happen to all of us, and so you may as well get yourself prepared and you know just buy the casket, get your favorite character in it, and uh, just keep that in your basement until the day that you, uh, you know, need it. Well, we should slow down on happening to all of us because I plan to put my brain in a robot body. Yeah. So you can, you can already level up your life. Now you can level up your undeath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, definitely look into this. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the, uh, the uh, steel casket is gasketed, which means it seals uh, when they actually close it shut. So... Uh, you don't have to worry about like if you if you get interned in like a crypt or something like that, uh, the casket's not going to pop with you when you because I don't know if you guys know this happens, but you're... I thought this was to protect from grave robbers. Well, it's that it's that too, but there's actually a, a known issue. I was I was uh, reading this in in uh, some of their facts sheet here in like the fine print, and there's there's a problem where when you get interned above ground, uh, bodies have a tendency to produce a lot of gases and the caskets will pop open and uh and you know the body goes over so grandma basically runs like, away well she doesn't run away but she kind of spreads herself out around the room and uh so the the ceiling gasket that they've put in here will will help prevent that so will it will that they, sounds uh, more like that's a canister waiting to explode i wouldn't will, well i wouldn't try to open it like don't if you open it, will this lever to my uh, to my gigantic pyramid? Yes. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, they don't list the price for shipping, but I know they ship to the United States, uh, Canada, and uh, Azerbaijan. It looks like. Good. So, Just in case I happen to die while abroad. Well, I, yeah, pretty much. I think that you should order this before so, you die, though. I, I, I guess I never. Uh asked this question on the podcast before but would you put your brain in a robot body yes 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 i think everybody said yes when you asked in the chat yeah i think i'd do it i I, why not like well wait 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 but am i like worst case scenario am i like sick and dying or am i fine yeah, no, it's like later, you just later have tonight. the option to put your what brain in a robot body like you're asking while i'm in off well what if the robot body can't like fuck or yeah, what I was going to say, does it have a fully articulating robotic penis? You, you, you can fuck, but you're only five feet tall. I'm only five feet tall. This is getting worse and worse as time goes by. 
Well, um, okay, I'd five still, feet tall, I'd but how, take it. how wide? You, you know. Do I have oh, as wide uh, as you want to be. Do I oh, have thank God. Do I have a giant energy sword like the guy in the Surge? Uh, no, I don't think you get any energy swords. Uh, you can be a tiger robot if you want. <gasps> so we have like five, four more games to cover in 20 minutes? Is that what we're aiming for? <laughs> we got this. <laughs> now, we've only been going for a half hour because we ran so damn long in the pre-show. Um, but yeah, All that extra value for our pre-show listeners. Let's, mm-hmm. oh, since yeah. we're already talking about putting our brain in a robot body, why don't we talk about the surge? I can Raccoon tell you. Body. Yeah. It actually really won't take long. Um, the surge is uh, I, okay. I don't want to like slip into this conversation again, so I'll just say first of all why the surge doesn't work for me, and then we can talk about why it probably shouldn't work for anybody else either. Um, it doesn't work for me because it's basically a Dark Souls clone without my favorite part of Dark Souls, which is the online component. Um, I don't really. Maybe this is sacrilege. I don't think Dark Souls' combat is really all that interesting. Um, no, it isn't. I, I, I don't really... We agree. And so to... And so to like, I, it's fun, it's serviceable, but it, Dark Souls to me is more of a package deal. Like, it's, uh, it's clever level design. It's uh, cheap bullshit that's paired up with online messages from people and, uh, you know, a cooperative mode that I, that I enjoy quite a bit. Um, and it's, it's, it's walking into a room and saying... The blood stains on the floor, going like, ah, shit. Yeah, it's stuff like that. It's it's a, a communal thing in in Dark Souls, and so none of that is is in the Surge. The Surge is a sci-fi Dark Souls clone from the makers of Lords of the Fallen, and uh, it, it's entirely the Smash game of the year. It's entirely single player, uh, and it's like I said, it's basically just a uh, it's a knockoff of Dark Souls, uh, in the sense that it has this like kind of slow, deliberate combat. Um, there's there's some things it does that are pretty cool, um, but I guess we can probably start with the story, which is really easy to get you guys up to speed on. Um, you're oh, a, you're a handicapped guy, and uh, <laughs> not anymore. You go to a you go to a place where maybe you're going to not be handicapped. It's this company called Crea, and uh, the game starts with you on a train, and you get there, and you roll yourself over to the. Uh, orientation which i guess also includes a, a complex surgery where we uh, teach you to walk again um you guys have seen the video i don't really understand what happens and, but i and, guess and james james cameron directed it he gets like he gets like hooked up to the table and the table's like patient has been sedated but he hasn't been sedated and, yeah i saw uh, that it was so like and then they drill all these like metal parts into him so that he can hook his rig and his new armor and stuff up so where's no one on there's like no one else in the station, right? Here's what no, there's people there when you get there. Um oh. It's kind of weird. Okay. You like go through a door and then it plays this video of you in surgery, but no one ever talks to you. It's almost like you got the surgery from like a vending machine kind of. <laughs> and um I really don't understand what the point of you being there. It it just isn't So where's the health inspector in all this? That's a good question too. It, it, it it's never super obvious why the surgery goes wrong at all. Like, it's something that happens, but there's no explanation as to why it's happening. Um, and, and actually, it's not, even really, it's not even really super clear that it, that it did go wrong. Like, it, I would have understood if there was, like, the machine, you, like, see it short out or something, and you can tell that it's, like, broken. But instead, it, it just kind of happens. And... Or if maybe there was so a surge. I want, to, I, I, <laughs> I want to say something about um, 
the surge, and then but first I want to start. I want to say something about Miyazaki, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Miyazaki has admitted quite publicly and quite often that he doesn't really have a knack for storytelling. So he did it by he mostly does his stories uh, through the environment and through his items, and it just took off and got popular. But he kind of admits that he's not like a real storyteller. He mm-hmm. just likes he likes he likes the world building, but he's bad at telling stories. So back to these guys, to the to the guys that programmed uh, the surge and given Lords of the Fallen, they do not have a single original bone in their body, and their shit is like so derivative that it makes complete sense to me that they would have kind of ripped off this non-storytelling style storytelling style thinking they were being witty and clever and like oh you don't know what's really going on when really they're ripping off a guy who's already admitted he's not good at telling stories yeah that's uh it's not unfair there's definitely nothing happening in the surge that is uh interesting in any way whatsoever um, and that's really the big problem with this game is like beyond the fact that I think that the gameplay is just average at best. Um, it is such an uninteresting setting and like your main character is, has no charisma whatsoever is just a, a flat, boring, handicapped person and, and who doesn't even really bring up how handicapped he is. Like he, 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 he mentions once he's like, feels weird to walk again. And then he just, oh, no, no, no. like, <laughs> Just kind of goes along with it. Um, like I can, I, I I can take you through how that is. Like I remember the first day my cast came off. I'm like, oh man, that feels weird. I hope my feeling comes back to my fingers. I, and I was stressed about it. It just it feels like something that's supposed to be important from a plot perspective, and and really isn't at all so far. Um, I think they just so put long, it like. I think how long is like the uh, want an excuse to drill stuff into a guy? How, yeah. how long is the uh, playtime so far? Uh, I'm, like, like I'm what's your few, total play time? Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll confess some things. Um, I I didn't really like the game that much, so <laughs> I got to a point where I started doing uh, the soul sprint, where I basically just ran past everything, um, and I unlocked the first boss that way. But I cannot. You unlock packs. I yeah, so I can't beat packs uh, in my current state because I'm way too low of a level. So now I've gone back and have been playing it the right way. And um, I, I would say that I've been playing for probably like three hours, something like that. I haven't played that much. Like, not So you definitely could have watched either Avatar or Elysium in that three hours and had a better experience on The Surge. Maybe. I mean, again, like it's not necessarily bad, like it's competent, but it's just it's just so damn dull, like. It does look very boring. And it looks why like a most boring game. The main character looks, and I don't mean any offense by this, but he looks retarded. He's got a <laughs> fucking. He's got this giant. Special. He's got this giant Special. plate that's like in his head from from the explosion that takes place, and he's just got a. He's already got like an uh, duh look on his face, and so I mean, between those two things, you you couldn't help but assume that he was like you know. So so you don't get to create a character. Oh God, no, no! You're you're Warren. That's his name, Warren, the the crippled, uh, the recovered cripple. <laughs> Warren, the recovered cripple. And so to tell you how important and successful the cinema has been, I forgot it came out, and I haven't seen anything about it at all. Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be like the new thing? Wasn't it supposed to be like the big release? Yeah. Yep. 
here's well, people were excited about it. That's for sure. Here's the cool thing about it. There's Pro- one probably because they didn't play they, Lords of the Fallen. Exactly. That game fucking sucks. There's there's one cool thing that's unique to the Surge uh, that I enjoy, which is you can target body parts, which is always something that I like. Um, and uh, if you target a body part and attack it, eventually you'll get as the character that you're attacking nears death, you'll get a, a prompt to hold square, basically. And when you hold square, you'll actually like cut off. Uh, you'll, you'll kill the enemy, but you'll also cut off whatever limb you've been attacking. Um, and then once you do that, the character has a chance, usually a relatively high chance if you've been attacking the same limb, but they'll have a chance to drop the armor piece that corresponds to that. So if you see a character who's wearing an armor set that you want, you can attack their arm, for example, their left arm, and when you cut it off, you'll, you'll get the, uh, the schematics for that arm piece. Or if you want their chest piece, you target their body and you'll get the schematics for their body. Um, the game kind of positions you with two classes. There's a lynx and a rhino. And the lynx is like kind of the spry, quick character. And the rhino is like the bulky warrior. And they make you choose which one you want to be in the beginning. But I don't see any difference between the two. Um, because as soon as it drops you in the game, it's pretty much all lynx armor that you see everywhere. Rhinos are a lot more rare. You don't encounter them very often. So I picked Rhino, and I it took me a while to actually get like all my pieces of armor to to even start wearing. Uh, so go for um, it. One thing, I guess, in the whole their unoriginal train of thought, uh, I was re- I was reading an AMA back when this was like releasing, and they said one of the ideas they wanted to uh, to implement but couldn't is that like they'd have an enemy that just follows you around the entire time. And I was like, so you can't even implement ideas that Dark Souls 2 failed to implement, too. So you're also you're implementing their failures. (laughs) The Pursuer works in uh, Scholars, by the way. Does he? I mean, like, he doesn't show up at random, though. Like, completely. No, but he does show up, like, often. Too often. Yeah, because, I mean, he's a little bitch. He showed up in the, the first version of it. At random pre-scheduled times, but he was he was initially intended just you'll just be walking at completely at random around the level, and the pursuer will just pop up and be like, "I'm gonna fuck your shit up." That's so um, and he that does awful. But yeah, he 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 well, now he just shows up at pre-designated times in the game. It's, it sounds like how that been in the surge. It would be an even worse game. It's, 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 it sounds it's, annoying. Pre-designated areas, and when you kill him in that area, he doesn't show up anymore. But he will still show up in all of the other areas. So, like, there's one that's like in a narrow corridor that was a fucking bitch. Uh, and every so time he will still far. show up at, ran- at, at at in places, but it's not right. it's not completely at random. No, no, it's not random. Hey, um, question, Jared. So, yeah. you said there's no online component, right? Nope, nothing. So, how will I know when I should try jumping? Uh, the game actually told me at least one point where I should jump. Oh okay, but that was in like well, a, that was in like a tutorial uh, piece. So uh, after that, I I don't know. And was how there a portion where there was an? There's uh I, I I the jump is very similar to Dark Souls in that it's unintuitive and kind of shitty to do, uh and doesn't jump you very far. So perfect. They pretty much there any nailed it. Excellent chests ahead. Uh no, you're not going to see anything like that. Huh. Um, I did see uh. A robot guy. I don't know. It's just—it's <laughs> such a—it's uh, it, just so generic and flavorless and like 
I can't wait to. The thing is, is I'm I'm excited to get out of the environment that I'm in right now and into the next like level or the next zone. But from what I hear, I'm in the most polished part of the game, and it actually like gets, yeah. I actually watched some videos and it doesn't get any more interesting. Yeah, it actually sounds like it gets a lot worse and devolves into like dark corridors and shit like that. So I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm not gonna finish this game like. I, it's just it's. It, I can tell you right now, it ain't happening. There's. Is there? Is there well, speaking of games that we're not going to finish. Wait, uh, Doug's question. Is there an ex? Is there an explanation for what? Is there an explanation for why there aren't aren't just any guns? I mean, this is a science fiction story, so there should probably be guns. Well, you you've survived like a big explosion, so I'm guessing it exploded all the guns away from you. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, we're just in a jar. There's like no explanation for anything. I mean, I'm sure maybe there is. I, I've been at the first checkpoint for so long, though. Like, the, the game, Dark Souls would have definitely given me another Firelink shrine by now, or another another shrine, rather. Um, or Bonfire, sorry. Um, but the surge... Jesus, Jared. The surge is... Uh, the surge gets off on shortcuts, and it's shortcuts to, like, an absurd degree. Like, I have found at least four doors that lead back to the opening area that I started in. The surge also only has five bosses. Uh, what did you say, Michael? Is there any reason to go back to the opening area? Yeah, because it, it serves as like your bonfire. It's your respawn point. Ah, okay, okay. It renews your health items. It's where you do all your upgrades. Did did you hear the surge only has five bosses? So what's even the point of more bonfires in a game with that few bosses? Yeah. Um, I wish I could just run past this boss. That would be nice. What are you playing? Because I kind of well, I want to see what happens to Warren. <laughs> what kind of do you will he get into he's such a wacky guy um jay why don't you tell us about wherever you were going uh, i was just gonna mention regalia yeah that's right uh how, how are you enjoying it it sounds like maybe not much um it starts out fine i mean it starts out pretty good i won't even say fine and then you realize what it is pretty quickly and it just doesn't get much more interesting from there. So that's too bad. I played it at PAX and they were um, very, very keen for feedback. And when I when I play games at a trade show, I try not to give feedback because I don't think that's like my place. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but these guys kind of like begged it out of me and I gave them like some pretty detailed suggestions. Yeah, isn't that what they want from people? Yeah, but not uh, usually. No. I, well, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's that's true too. A, I find it's just not good to to offer advice like that unless unless someone specifically asks for it. But beyond that, I feel like as a, uh, I feel like when you're doing stuff as like a, a part of the press, maybe that's even less you know desirable to do. I, I don't gotcha. know. Gotcha. No, I can. I, I mean, I, I I can guarantee you most of the time, if someone's just showing up to show up to show off their stuff, they're piece of art they don't want to hear shit from you it's it's so. kind of it's kind of weird because it's the only it's one of the only mediums i think where like you would never if you if you were an art critic you would never go to the artist's studio while he's painting it and and look at it and critique it like that's not how it works he finishes the painting and then you look at it uh if you right. were if you were a film critic you don't get to see the movie uh midway through and then tell them like what to do with it like it's it's not how <laughs> it's not how any of that stuff works yeah but uh, anyway, that's uh, I, I, I don't remember specifically what my feedback was to them because it's been you know so long now. Um, 
So unfortunately, we can't. Do you remember like what, whether or not they did anything? Generally, it was. Uh, I can tell you that one of my uh, pieces of feedback was I thought enemies had too much health, um, because they they just they took way too long to kill. Like, and you just started to get good. Well, that no. didn't that didn't really change. I don't know. I don't know how much more health they had in the version you played, but that's part of why I'm finding it not very fun to play. Um, first of all, you only get to like unleash four units on the field. That's all you get to deploy. Um, and every single unit already has like preset skills and stats and all that. So everyone's already going to be good at what they're good at, right? It's not like Fire Emblem or Tactics Ogre or any of those other games. You're going to be kind of inventing your own unit. Um, you know, they, they have that set amount of skills. And then I just find enemies are way too fucking hard to hit and rounds last way mm -hmm. too long. And there's just like, you know, it's very, there's very old school design too. So you can skip cutscenes, So that's nice, but they would, they have a bad habit of doing a long cutscene and then a hard battle and then another long cutscene, and with just no saves in between. Um, and there are big full maps that you kind of have to explore and it'll, it can be forever until you find an actual, checkpoint and you know i just get tired of playing that shit you know <laughs> especially in a day of like uh of like mobile games and quick saves and you know and um scum saves and cloud backups and all that i just don't feel like i have two hours to dedicate just to do one battle right, right. um and that's what kind of grinds on me but in general you know i i, I forget what other game was like this another like strategy rpg maybe it was even fire emblem i'm not sure but the um your chance to hit is very it's like very misrepresented oh i know what it was it's shadow run shadow run did this your chance to hit is incredibly like it's very badly represented so you'll have something like a, a 95 chance to hit or or like an 80 percent chance to hit and you're only hitting like half the time mm -hmm. um and that's just like a pet peeve of mine. I hate that when that happens. To yeah, these, that's, uh, that's not fun. Yeah, yeah, it's hard so. to figure out like what you can actually do and get away with. Right, and the thing yeah, is, exactly. is, like in a game like that, and that, that was that was kind of my the reasoning behind my feedback. So I, I, I my suggestion was uh, enemies that you can kill quickly, but just maybe more of them on the field because I think. I think an interesting encounter in the tactics RPG is like seeing a guy over there and being like, well, I know I can go kill him, but then my guy is going to be standing there and I'm going to get swarmed by like two other uh, AI. Yeah. And so what I can do is I can go in and maybe put like, you know, someone on each side to protect him and, and keep his back or something. And like, that's, yeah, and that that's the interesting way to do that. But what they basically do is they have this like big beefy character and you just walk up right next to him and hit him, and then you guys just end up in like the slugfest where you just trade turns, where you're just hitting each other. Pretty much. And then, and then uh, after that, um, it, you know, the lead character just isn't fun to play, and I'm actually really disappointed by that. The lead character, um, he's basically fully support and fully a tank, and I actually like that. Um, I like RPGs like that. I like video games like that. Uh, you know, all my Overwatch sessions, I'm basically always the healer of the tank. And um, I think the Altair games are like that, where you often play the healer or the tank. And that's that can be fun. It can be fun. It's not fun in this game because it's always the same strategies. He never gets anything new. Um, you know, it, you just select the same thing. You wait two turns. You select like the higher power version. You can't actually heal in this game. You have to... Um, 
you know, there's a separate status. You have to you have to build up your shields. And once you start taking like direct HP damage, that's when your character starts to die. You can't do anything but that. Besides that, um, besides refresh your shields. Yeah. And it just gets it just gets to be so uninteresting to play. And, and to what you were saying about not being surrounded and all that kind of stuff, there's not a huge level of strategy, especially because RNG plays a much bigger role in this game than I think it should. Um, there's friendly fire, so oh yeah, you know, I remember that too. <laughs> so Man, that's just that like, sucks. It's too bad because they've got like such a great art and like. They could have had something here, but they just made a lot of just dumb choices. The art's like amazing. Um, the characters are funny. You know, it's like the the world is funny. It, it's it's got it's like this hybrid medieval fantasy setting meets Japanese RPG, and it's got a lot of comedy to it. And it could be a charming game, but the combat itself it just just it just turns me off so completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's fair. That was. So that's pretty much in line with what my experience was. So obviously, uh, obviously they were so desperate for my feedback and then didn't actually want to do any of it. And I don't know about I don't know about you, but that's kind of my experience with feedback in general. Is uh, most of the time you give it and it, it just goes to the wayside. People people they want validation. They don't want feedback. That is exactly what it is. They want to hear about how much you loved it. They don't want to hear about all the ways in which you would fix it. I don't know. They were pretty hungry for that feedback. Maybe they just thought yours was stupid. Well, it could be that too, and maybe I am stupid, but uh, it, it does seem as though uh, Jay and I both disliked it for similar reasons. So, yeah, uh, maybe maybe I'm not so crazy after all. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we're the ones that suck, and we don't know a good game when it bites us on the ass. That's true. I, maybe it's a smash hit in Poland, and uh, that's, <laughs> that's exactly. Cool, it's exactly what the Polish people like, and uh, they they just they they want so badly a nice hard game, a nice challenge. But uh, yeah, that's Regalia of Men and Monarchs, which is out on Steam now. It has a mostly positive review, so I mean people people seem to like it. Um, yeah, well, I think I feel like Friday the Thirteenth is the same way, and they're wrong about that one too. Oh yeah, how how is that game? I've been watching some people stream, but uh, I'd like to know your take on it. He loves it. <laughs> oh god oh actually friday the 13th is down to a mix on steam so people people do updates okay friday the 13th there i go how do i describe this game um first of all before you do what's that other game that is almost exactly the same and basically beat them to the punch completely dead by daylight yep that's the one so this is this is my understanding of dead by daylight because i, I haven't touched it but it's another asymmetrical um, multiplayer game. It's another horror game. So my understanding of Dead by Daylight is if you play as Survivor, then you're basically guaranteed a win and like killers barely ever get a win. So Friday the 13th is the exact opposite of that. If you're Jason, you have to really fuck up really badly to lose the game. That's what I thought too from watching <laughs> streams. It looks like he's so overpowered. He's so fucking overpowered. And not only is he overpowered, but counselors just aren't fun to play, like, at all. It um, looks like that game has become, like, it's more like, at least the only reason it's popular is because people roleplay. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I'll, 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 I'll give it credit for that. Like, sometimes you can get into a lobby, and you have some people that are, like, really fucking into it. And especially if you're Jason, 
um, and and you get some counselors that are like really into the game, then that makes it fun. But that doesn't really have a lot to do with what the developers did. They right, just put out... exactly. <laughs> I, I can, I've played some games where I can understand the appeal of kind of role-playing with it. This is not one where I would think that would be anything. Yeah, it's Honestly, like, have uh... you have you guys watched, like, Sheriff Eli play? Uh, cool. No. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys watch a lot of Twitch at all? Nope. Absolutely no. not. Oh, okay. Well, check out Sheriff Eli. He streams. He plays only role playing. He got his he got to start playing uh, the GTA role playing server, and he's really funny. And he plays uh, he plays um, Friday the Thirteenth, and it's really good watching him. Like it's just it's more entertaining because everybody that he plays with too, like all the counselors and stuff, they all role play. So it's one of those things where yeah, I I like it doesn't look like a great game, but when you role play, it can be funny. Like it can be, it can be funny. They're talking to each other and stuff. It's, it's funny. <laughs> so I guess, I, I don't know. What do you guys want to hear about first? Do you want to hear about the gameplays? What first, are you, or do you want to hear what are you trying about to do? other players? What are you trying to do when you're a counselor? Like what's your win condition? Um, uh, so you, there are, there are, I think four win, win conditions. You can call the cops. You can escape by boat. You can escape by car, and you can kill Jason, um, which I hear is extremely difficult. Yeah, so that's the thing. Killing Jason is so obtuse and difficult, and the only way people have killed Jason is when they've all jumped into a private match and have coordinated it, including the Jason. Like the Jason, <laughs> be like, I'm going to coordinate with you guys so you can kill me. So it's it's really difficult to do. Um, it requires at least two players dying. Um, and then, you know, one of those count, one of those players has to come back. You know, there's a, there's a counter to Jason, but he's not a very good Jason, a uh, very good counter. You, you have to come back as the counter and then you have to fulfill all these other parameters. You have to have a specific counselor in play. That counselor has to be wearing a specific set of clothes. Um, it's really just fucking ridiculous. That's yeah. uh, that is way more cooperation than I expect from people <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's that's not the usual win condition. The only time that I've ever seen anybody win is if they can get the car started. So that's the thing. So that's the, that's the, that's what most people do. Um, most people try to get the car started. So you can repair a phone to call the cops. You can repair a boat to escape, and you can repair a car to drive away. These sound like relatively simple things, but the. Um, what makes it so problematic is not only do like the counselors play like ass, like it's clear no one on the, that development team test, spent any time at all playing the counselors. They spent all their time playing Jason, which is, you know, Jason's cool, whatever. Um, but RNG it, uh, determines where your parts to fix all this shit spawns. So you have to you basically have to get lucky. Like if you if it's early in the match, um, and Jason's skills haven't evolved yet, which I'll get into later on. And you find car parts close by, and like all the players are are um, close enough to the car, like they can like get the battery there and get the gas there and get that car rebuilt um, in the first few minutes of the match. Then fine, you can escape, you can get away, um, you know. But it's but the only ones that win are the people that are actually in that car. And that's um, why you can also call the cops and why you can actually repair the boat so that most players have a chance to get away. But that never happens. I've never actually seen the boat be repaired in any of the games I played. Um, I've seen the cops called twice. And, you know, the car is basically what everyone goes for. Everyone, um, um, I, I don't know why. I guess it's an easier spawn. I guess more people just know what it is. And I've even helped rebuild a couple of those cars. Um, 
and that's that's kind of it. It's it's like if it weren't for the RNG. So this is this is my thing. I got into one game as Jason. I played as Jason maybe four or five times. You know, a decent amount. I got into one game as Jason where it was clear the counselors had um, spawned close to the car and the car parts had spawned close to them. And, you know, they were rushing to get away. And I actually had a lot more fun as Jason. And I think the counselors had a lot more fun because, you know, they had an actual chance of winning. The longer you're on that map, the easier it is for Jason to win. Um, So it strikes me that if they had adjusted it just a little so that, if car parts spawned like from a pool, from a number pool, but in a predetermined location for players to grab that, that would make a, that would make for a lot more team play because then players can coordinate. Like, oh, I see the car battery in the cabins. That must mean that the gas is in the barn. Um, I think it would make it more fun for the counselors because they actually have a good chance at winning. And it'll make it more fun for Jason because in that match, I felt a lot more pressure to try and get the counselors before they escaped. Um, and so just taking my time and torturing them, which is what I usually do. So, you know, it was like so close to, to being an okay game. It still wouldn't be great because playing as counselors just simply fucking sucks, period. Um, they're slow. Um, they like a lot of the keys to perform an action are like mapped to the same thing. So, so like entering a door and blocking a door are the same exact button. And you can imagine how frustrating that is, especially when Jason is right on top of you. Um, hiding doesn't help. And I'll go into Jason's powers. Um, Jason gets four primary skills, and then you can unlock different skills and different weapons for him. Uh, one of the skills is to morph. And the morph is you just pick a place on the map, and Jason instantly pops in to that location. Um, he can stalk, which targets like the nurse players and outlines them in red and you can just like walk after them um you know there's a i forget the name of it there's a skill so that you can basically move at lightning fast speed across the map um uh, and that just, makes it just just like jason always was so notorious <laughs> yeah. for exactly you guys remember when yeah. he used to run at lightning speed <laughs> Um, and then the final skill is basically like a Jason Eagle Vision. And this is what making makes hiding such a useless mechanic because uh, that Eagle Vision will outline a house in a huge red outline if a counselor's inside it. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter if they're hiding, it doesn't fucking matter. It'll just show them that show Jason that they're there. And his skills don't evolve. It's not like um other games where you know certain conditions have to be met or as the monster you have to perform certain actions get a new abilities they just unlock over time and that's why the longer you're in a match the more likely jason will win and i think the first skill unlocks like it's not even like two minutes of the match um you know and they just like rapidly evolve at that and then after a certain point it's just fucking impossible to get away from jason and keep away um you know so jason is just like massively massively overpowered there's not a lot of ways to deal with him uh weapons don't do any kind of damage from him uh because playing as a counselor sucks ass even if you swing a weapon at him you're probably going to miss anyway um their guns and fireworks kind of help like they're pretty good at stunning him but um you know again you have to be lucky in finding them and then you get you can find a pocket knife which is the one way you can escape Jason. Otherwise, 
Jason basically yeah. insta kill you. You don't have a lot of in terms of uh, escape options, and that's kind of it. Like I said, it's clear that these guys spent a lot of time playing Jason and spent no time at all playing the counselors. And um, you know, I think the only thing the only thing that makes it fun is like uh, uh, Trevor said. Sometimes you'll get a player that's particularly screamy or like you know he's really in the mood of the counselors. Like, oh, mom, you guys got to lay low. I've had a couple of games where I was a, where I was a counselor and um, I ran into other counselors who took on the typical role. Like someone would be like the jock. Someone would be uh, like the um, uh, fucked up coward who wanted to throw you under the bus. And those games would be fun. But the game itself is just a pile of shit. So two, two questions. Um, <laughs> three questions. Lucia, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're like that is me. You're, no it is i'm watching the i'm watching the blue on your on your icon go all the time i don't know if you're like shifting oh wait okay no one say anything no, it's not gonna do it now it's not gonna do it now maybe it is jay no who me no because i'm hearing it in my ear and i'm not doing anything in here yeah, yeah here too but it wasn't I wasn't doing it. How mysterious! Uh, this is the haunted. <laughs> this is the haunted. I'm not even gonna edit this out. This can. We'll just. Maybe it's Jason. <laughs> Let's leave it here. This is Jason. This is a spooky podcast for you. Uh, two questions. One is uh, this game was kickstarted, wasn't it? Um, I think so. Uh, yeah, it was kickstarted as something else, and then it became the Friday the Thirteenth game they got, later on. They got the license for it later. Yeah. Uh, and then follow up uh, question. Would you rather play Friday the 13th for the rest of your life or Friday the 13th, the NES version? <laughs> I didn't even know they made an NES version. Oh, buddy. Uh, the NES version is bad. I, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with um, it's like the latest Friday the 13th because... It's notoriously bad. At least there's like a 12% chance I'll be Jason and have some fun. The NES version is not fun at all. The the NES one was um, uh, made by a Japanese developer too, and it's really obvious that they didn't quite understand like what <laughs> what was going on. Uh, pretty fantastic. You know that's the that's the other thing too. Even if you do get games as Jason, it gets old so fast. Like there's a there's a point. Like if you're if you're put in a boxing ring with a baby. You're going to be like, this isn't fun. I know who's going to win. <laughs> Clearly, fun. you've never been in a boxing ring with a baby. That's Clearly. right. It's fun for um, a few times. Is there... Is, right, it's fun. It's, <laughs> is there any asymmetric uh, multiplayer games that you guys think have worked? Nope. I can't think of them one. Yeah, I can't either. Left for Dead is probably as close as it gets. Yeah. Actually, no. Left for Dead is as close as it gets. Perfect Dark. There's there's a mode in Perfect Dark where uh, one of you is Joanna Dark and the other one of you is uh, uh, NPCs who die in one hit. And if you, if you die, you just respawn and keep coming after her until you get her. Uh, so I'm talking about like alternate modes. Like if we're talking about like asymmetrical modes in other games, let me think about that for a second. Um, yeah, like dedicated games, nothing's worked because it's uh, it, it's yeah, nothing nothing in dedicated games has worked. Basically, evolve. Uh, maybe Left for Dead. Yeah, Left Left for Dead's like the closest, and even then, the 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 actual asymmetrical multi mode, like the one we have two teams, that's optional. 
That's like not the main reason people play. Yeah. Left for dead. Hmm. Well, either way, uh, if you can think of it, write to us at contactedenemyslime.com and we'll uh we'll 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 honor you on the podcast. But I doubt there is one. So I don't expect to hear from you. Um I see, I mean I'm I'm looking at them and I think we've had encounters with all of these and I think all of them have been not good. Um there's of course my favorite evolve. There's your favorite, the flock. Oh fuck. That was great. Yeah, the flock. No thank you. <laughs> oh, you had a grand old time, Jared. Stop whining. Mm. <laughs> uh Fable Legends was gonna be didn't that get cancelled? Isn't that even like Yeah, I think that got cancelled. Didn't even come out. Wasn't it like pretty much no. done too? Man, Lionhead got got canned. And... Someday you're gonna see that game, I'll bet. Because uh, it was, it was... <laughs> Counter Strike's on, on this list. I don't think that counts. I would not consider Counter Strike asymmetric. Really, I, I guess it's asymmetric yeah. in the sense that you have different goals. But by that reasoning, Overwatch is asymmetric <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah. In which case, we've just found two games that definitely work. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, there was asymmetrical multi in Watch Dogs. Okay, that one wins. Watch Dogs, the asymmetrical multiplayer of the year. Great job, Watch Dogs. Let's get, hey, let's hear it. Yeah, round of applause. Round of applause for Watch Dogs. Yay, Yay. Watch Dogs. Yay, great job. All right. I mean, boo. Poo. All right. Maybe well, people should stop doing asymmetrical multi games. Yeah, that's kind of it's uh, kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Um, it seems like maybe maybe it's easier said than done. But at the same time, like watch, there'll be something that happens in Friday the Thirteenth. Someone will figure something out that makes it super easy for the counselors, and I, I'm sure that that happens in games like this where it bounces back and forth. Uh, or, or they'll, they'll nerf Jason. yeah, they'll nerf Jason, and then it's too easy the other way. Like it, it's a never-ending game of you know trying and, and failing to get the stuff. Right. The I mean, I, like I said, I already fixed it, but they're never going to listen to this podcast. So although Dead by Daylight gets uh, gets pretty good scores, like I just I just know that right. that Dead by Daylight, from what I've heard of it, is that it's um the problem is literally the exact opposite of Friday the 13th, where if you're a killer, good luck trying to win. Mm. It also uh, sounds like it's a game that has quite a few bugs and is very slow to fix them. So that seems to be the most common frustration in their reviews, at least. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're probably in a good place to wind it. We didn't get to Vanquish, but we can probably talk about that next week. Yeah. It's, it's not exactly breaking news. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a brand new game, man. The people but no, are, yeah, oh, I think you're right. Well, brand, I, I, brand new-ish. I, I have one more thing to say about Friday the 13th. Oh, go it's for real it. quick. So you know that um, that girl that they use in all of their promotional footage, the one, the one with glasses that's topless and like, oh. yeah, and she's like butt deep in some water, in some lake water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the picture you're talking about. That That is nowhere in the game at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. It it shouldn't be because we can't have nudity in a game like this. We need murder. Is that why you wanted the game so badly, Jay? <laughs> I want. I mean, I, I love eighties horror, and oh, I, all eighties horror was like that. Okay, well, before we go, then Jay, what's the best Friday the Thirteenth movie? Um, let's see. What was Friday the one the in space? 
Uh, Jason, it's like Jason X, I think. That was the best one. <laughs> Friday the 13th. I think it is Jason X. Space. Yeah, you're right. That is Jason X. Jason X is the one in, the, one in space. Oh, man. Look how cool his mask looks. Wow. He had a pretty boss mask. What a cool looking guy. I'm glad that they gave him a space mask to match when he went into space. <laughs> Didn't they make him a, into super, a robot? A supernatural undead entity needed that. Yeah. He needed it. The real question is like, why does why did they feel like that's where it needed to go? <laughs> like I understand that by the time you make, was this the tenth movie? I don't even think it is. There's a lot. Oh, it is. It's the tenth movie. So yeah, it's got a nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's terrible. Uh, and I love like you guys remember there was like a Jason uh, goes to hell and it was called like the Final Friday. <laughs> that was the one the crossover with uh um with that man Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah. The was crossover pretty, was actually pretty good. Freddy versus Jason. Actually, I actually like I mean, I actually if, if you're, if you're looking, it's pretty much what you you know what you would be looking for in that kind of movie, right? It wasn't like super deep or anything. But it was fun. I wasn't I wasn't like looking for fucking Macbeth. I was looking for Jason fighting fighting Freddy. And it delivered. I don't know. You know how, how people are. That's last, like Gothello fighting McDuff. Last uh, last question, and then we'll start. We'll we'll, we'll be done. Uh, you guys have been tasked with rebooting Friday the Thirteenth again, even though we just rebooted it in two thousand nine. <laughs> it's time to reboot it again. It's never too soon to reboot. Uh, who do you cast as Jason? It has to be a big name star because we want to we want to put him on the poster and draw people in. Vin Diesel. That's a pretty good choice. Anybody got something that beats Vin Diesel? Yeah, I do. I do too. Who's yours? I think, <laughs> you might, I think we might have picked the same person. Okay, I, well, I was going to say Michael Shannon. Oh, no, that's a very good choice, though. <laughs> I was just going to say The Rock. Uh, okay. Hell yeah. Because he's more likable than Vin Diesel. He'll be a great... Uh, He'll be a fantastic uh, Jason. We need Jason to be more likable. That's part. He'll of bring that. a real human face to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> he already looks pretty weird. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's cruel. Uh, but also a good choice. Uh, Gary Busey is an obvious. Uh, oh, Gary Busey. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. I what mean, obviously, you need to go with. You even have to come back from hell. Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah, Nicolas Cage would be an amazing Jason Voorhees. <laughs> you know, I kind of want See, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Just a short little Jason running around, short and fat. <laughs> See, the thing is, Jason doesn't talk. He doesn't need to talk. Just, oh, just no. Danny no, DeVito. He, a... he doesn't talk right now. It's a reboot. He's going to talk. Uh, that's true. That's he's he's going to be quite talkative. Uh... <laughs> hey, I'm Jason. I'd, stab you. I wouldn't mind like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I know that we had that whole disgrace when he was Mr. Freeze, but I think he could probably do something with the character of Jason. Well, J- if Jason's going to talk, he has to come with like a, a lot of one-liners. Yeah, he can use some of his Mr. Freeze ones too. He can say like "Ice to meet you," <laughs> and then he smashes someone's head in with ice, <gasps> or no, stabs him with an icicle—the ultimate murder weapon. 
See, or I got can... ice pick, but icicle works too. Also, Jason oh, did tactical belts, so there's no evidence. That's what we're saying. The <laughs> ultimate world. See, Jason, Jason is water based, so we need water water puns. Well, so that actually that that provides a short little follow up to my question. Now that we've got our actors, uh, where do you set the movie? Jason's been to a camp. He's been to space. Do we put him in a desert? <laughs> Montana. Montana. That's a popular spot these days. <laughs> Jason does battle with white supremacists in Montana. That's not bad. That's great. That's perfect. I think that's the movie. Actually, well, we can just we can just put our new governor, Greg Gianforte, in as Jason. I know you're. He's already I bald. I know you're joking around, Lucio, but a cruise ship's actually pretty good. It's like a space, but with water. Yeah, it makes more sense than space. It's like space uh-huh. with water, but I've always thought cruise ships are a good place for like a killer story like that because you're like trapped on it. You know, I mean, you are in space. Well, did you see? Did you see? And you have ship? diarrhea. I did not see Ghost Ship, except for the beginning scene of Ghost Ship where everyone gets cut in half, which I liked. It's like you saw the best part of the movie, yeah. and it's all downhill from there. I didn't watch the rest. What do you title the new Jason movie? Uh, well, I guess Besides it's... Death Cruise. See, yeah. you guys didn't even listen to my suggestion for the location. Okay, where? I want it in an office building. Okay. Like Die Hard? Like, I was thinking more Gremlins, too. Like Nakatomi Plaza? There we that go. Sounds pretty good. Any fight die hard? Does he like come out of the water tap like he's someone's <laughs> thing of water? His head just pops out like I'm gonna get you. That's perfect. Yeah. Does he fight die hard? He he cuts his feet on a bunch God, of glass. We can only hope. And spends the whole movie bitching about it. <laughs> um, that was the same shit. Keep happening to the same guy. I think that those are all pretty good. Here's what I want: uh, Antarctica Research Station, Jason. Uh, because this allows him to use his new trademark ice weapons that I've come up with. Uh, <laughs> but then I also think it'll be funny when he kills like five people and then that's it. He's like, where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> like, he doesn't he doesn't realize. He doesn't know a lot about the, the, the movie. He goes back into the lake. Freeze. Back into the ice lake where he belongs. Yeah, Deep Freeze. Friday the 13th, Deep Freeze. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Hollywood, call me. We got to get started. Uh, we got to option the rock like immediately. <laughs> I think he's going to be really keen to do something so edgy. Who do you want him to versus when the in the inevitable versus sequel? Uh, he's already done Freddy Krueger. He can't do that again. Who's left? Uh, Jason versus Sadako. Casablanca. Oh, like like the main like uh, Humphrey. Bogart. Yeah, yeah. Jason Jason versus John McClane. <laughs> You know, I thought that was our first one. I think uh, I think that it probably if we can get the rock, I think it makes the most sense to do Jason versus Riddick. Jason versus Riddick is perfect. Two amazing I'm, characters finally duking it out on the big screen, just like we've always. I actually screened. really want to see this movie. What what would happen in Jason versus Godzilla? Like I'm thinking of those old monster movies when they crossed over, like the creature from the Black Lagoon would meet like King Kong or whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure Godzilla you know, would step on Jason. Like, that would be it. Also, when you're fighting like, a really big enemy where you just kind of roll and like hit their ankles until they die. <laughs> that's kind of what's going on here. Maybe it's like a Shadow of the Colossus situation where Jason just like climbs him up and looks for Godzilla's weak points. Uh, that's pretty good too. Da, 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 like that old... And then at the end, he turns into a baby. <laughs> Little yes, baby Jason. That's and then, we, and then we've come full circle. Because that was basically the story of Friday the 13th. Someone let someone else's child drown. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
All right, we did it. Great job, everyone. Um, we fixed Friday the thirteenth. We're we're way over on time here, so let's. It's just it's just like we set out to do with this podcast. Let's start saying our goodbyes. If you enjoyed this raccoon and Jason discussion today, I think you should go check out our website. It's enemieslime.com. We got 171 more of these beautiful podcasts for you to listen to. So, uh, go check it out. Uh, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. And um, I think that's everything. So with that, we are out. I'm sorry to suspect you guys don't know very much about Jason.